MC to MC, special episode. We got Dylan in the building today. Covering for time. Yes, covering for time. Does a lot of our marketing. Business genius. First time ever on an episode. And just uh, a. <laughs> like, Wait, where's Tom? <clears throat> oh, oh, he's, Tom he's, is uh, yeah on vacation. Uh, he is in West Virginia right now. Caught in the storm. Yes, caught storm. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back shortly. <laughs> And we got a special guest in the building today, How's Kevin McCarty. You got it. McCarty. Kevin McCarty. Right. Kevin McCarty. I like That's that name. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I get a lot of mail from Kevin McCarthy, and I don't know why. I don't know. I'm like, That's not Kevin me. McCarthy. <laughs> Wrong. There's like a easy confusion there, man. How you doing today, man? Doing great. Good, Thanks good, for having man. me. It's a great setup. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Our office is right up the street, so it took about three minutes to get here. So oh, really? Great. Yeah. No, I'm sorry good, about man. the wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plan this out. No, this is great. Thank great. you. And you said this was an area that you actually used to live in. Yeah. Two Kenya. blocks that way, man. So 12 South was my first home, and I lived with a good buddy of mine. That was part of the reason I moved here, just mm-hmm. being in the music space. And, you know, I, we lived in a, a small little house that my door wouldn't shut all the way and mm-hmm. it had a little hook. So like, you know, oh, man. you know, Came a so long I've upgraded way, to a new yeah. place that can, uh, the doors can close the whole way. So that was great. Nice. Well, man, so, all right, cool. Let's get into it then. Yeah. Man. Let's, uh, we've got a, quite a few things to talk about, great. man. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's take it back. How did you get into coming to Nashville? You said it was a buddy. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'll keep a long story to the bullet points. Yeah, yeah. To the uh, but I, you know, grew up playing music. It was you know, guitar, right? Mm-hmm. In a cover band throughout high school and college. It was like, you know, I'm from Cincinnati originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I every time that I came down to Nashville, I had my brother moved down here, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Every time I came down here, it was one of those things where I always felt like at some point I got to find my way down to Nashville, right? <laughs> and we'll figure it out. Um and so, luckily, you know, throughout playing music, I realized uh, I'm not good enough to make a career out of this, but I love business <laughs> and I love tech. And so, like, you know, our band was very much like everything you'd see on Broadway, but they're way better than yeah. I would ever be. <laughs> so, like, growing up, did you, like, mess around with, like, any gadgets or gadgets kind of thing? Like, um, that- So, I was always the uh, – so, I, I not in terms of, like, the, the high-tech – music stuff mm-hmm. i was like hey man i'll just plug in a guitar and play six chords and <laughs> pretty much every cover song you've ever <laughs> heard of you can yeah. pretty much do that way and i rode the coattails of uh my good buddy that was the lead singer and keyboard player mm-hmm. uh, he crushed it um so i was like i'm gonna be friends with you <laughs> and so smart man yeah we did that all through college it was great and then yeah so i i went into the business world uh in tech world just kind of selling software to colleges and universities and uh, finally got to do a remote gig here in Nashville. And the whole goal was to find a way to combine my love for music and my love for tech and business. And mm-hmm. when I first got down here um, and lived with my buddy that was here, he had an opportunity for us. It was kind of like a, a side hustle gig thing. Mm-hmm. It was trying to bring in this platform. It was called We Demand. Um, We Demand. It's a Brazilian-based company. And so they kind of licensed it to me and him and said, hey, (laughs) what happened? My girlfriend's Oh, yeah, maybe she's heard of it. Um, And so they basically kind of said, hey, you guys, you know, you guys can run the Nashville 
office. I mean, it wasn't even an office. Yeah. It was literally a garage. <laughs> uh, you know, 100% nice. commission kind of thing. But they basically just said, hey, look, go try to uh, make this platform blow up in Nashville. And so, I mean, this was seven years ago. And so there's a couple platforms out now out now that kind of do the same thing. But mm-hmm. it was basically crowd sourcing shows for artists and bands and musicians by mm-hmm. using social media and using kind of data to track like their location so that you can almost what like crowdfunding does for companies. You could almost do that for shows. And so you could look at this platform, see where your fans are across the, uh, across the country. And then basically look at it and say, Hey, I have 200 fans in Idaho. Right. In Boise. And was this it, like analytics through this, through uh, social media? Yeah. Like you plug in your social media. Would, so your fans was essentially it? like, uh, you as the artist would just post and say, mm-hmm. Hey, demand me essentially. Mm-hmm. And then as the artist or as the fans would click through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the platform that would collect that data and just basically look at the IP address and go, great. Mm-hmm. Like I have 200 fans in Boise, now, Idaho. Now is this before like, Cause I know Spotify does that yeah, with so, the artist stats. Now is this kind of before that? So this was a little before it because the whole goal was to say, you know, find out where your fans are and go mm-hmm. to them and find your super fans and do that sort yeah. of thing. And uh, really, I thought when we started, I was like, well, I'm going to be a billionaire by 2020. And <laughs> that hasn't happened. So, uh, but it was a good learning lesson for me yeah. into the music tech space, um, just because as we were trying to beta test it and use some some musicians and artists that were friends of ours that had big fan bases uh i quickly realized some of the things um that were kind of difficult in terms of implementing new technology into the music space uh a lot of it was just kind of how many people are involved in this conversation and so like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of spokes of the wheel that i was learning you know it was kind of a crash course of eight months of like oh man there's so many people involved in this whole thing and i didn't know i just was like yeah, this sounds great. Why would you not want to find out where your fans are and go to them? And then, you know, you would set the price at if we can pre-sell 200 tickets at 20 bucks a pop, then we'll have a show and I'll go to you. So you can kind of like figure out all the finances up front. And I thought it was, you know, super, there's, there's some things that have come out since, but, uh, you know, we went back to the parent company and it was just one of those, Mm -hmm. we need, uh, an office, a lot of support, a lot of people. And they were like, well, this is why we've never been able to make any, you know, headway in the States is because like, there's so much infrastructure in the music industry here versus in South America. It's very much (laughs) artist, musician to fan. And so they do a lot of the direct connection part. So there's not, you know, social media. Yeah. We got a lot of, we had a lot of middlemen and all the different aspects. Different variables here in America. So yeah. So uh, (laughs) we went back to the the guy that was running it and he was like, Nope. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not forking up a couple million bucks to just kind of start it from the ground. And we were kind of hoping you could do it (laughs) with two people. And I was like, well, no. And I had a full-time job at this time. Um, But I also was doing at the same time, I kind of reached out to a buddy that was doing a podcast uh, and just wanted to be in the room, right? Yeah. And and kind of be the the sidekick guy, like you know. Uh, I always said I was the mm-hmm. Chewy um, of <laughs> Chelsea Handler because I was just sitting in the back and would like research stuff and make fun of him. And but anyway, like he was um, doing this really. It's called Nashville Hits Collecting Dust. His name is Donald Jenkins. And so the the cool part is like he wasn't necessarily in music, but he had a lot of music friends. And he was kind of having them come on and talk about not necessarily their music, but their story, like more of like the personal branding, overcoming obstacles mm-hmm. type thing. 
but he was bringing on some pretty big name people. And one of the things that I kept hearing that I didn't even think about until, you know, we started my app, but I just had a lot of people come on and say, you know, when I moved to Nashville, I was trying to write with people. Um, but I'm, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. want to go out every night and then I didn't want, you know, I was kind of an introvert, mm-hmm. wanted to kind of just find my core group of people yeah. to make music with. Uh, and I didn't think anything of it until my co-founder kind of came up to me with the idea, but, uh, I'll stop there for a second. Okay. So a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I was listening. So, you, okay. <clears throat> Weed a man. So I was reading online that, um, we should ride sometime. It yeah. started in 2017. Yeah. So the idea came about in, in 2017 and. Uh, my co-founder Richard Casper has a much more um, impressive resume than than I do as a, as a you know mm-hmm. combat disabled veteran. He started mm-hmm. a nonprofit called Creative Vets. And oh wait, so wait, so Richard co-founded. We should write. Yes, sometime. yeah, you. ah, okay. yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah. I was trying to figure out okay yep. the connection with that. So okay. and and it was great because when I first moved to town, we were like a week or two apart of actually moving to Nashville, mm-hmm. and the guy I was working with on that side thing kind of introduced us because you know in Richard you know if you met him he's six five tatted marine like but he's got the he's got the best dad jokes in the world yeah. and uh he's you know he's a big teddy bear you know and so we would go to these writers rounds uh every night pretty much just because mm-hmm. i was trying to meet everybody i could uh and just listen to to the best songwriters in the world and it was kind of my escapism just to like just to get away and listen and just try to meet as many people as I could. But Richard, because uh, he started Creative Vets, was trying to meet songwriters to be a part of his nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Richard doesn't drink, which is awesome. I mean, selfishly, uh, he was my <laughs> DD forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll go now. Pick you up. Hey, shout out Richard, man. Keeping the yeah. community safe. Yeah. Man. I like that. I like that. And he's also <laughs> from Chicago, like outside Chicago. Yeah. And so he had this. Like when it would snow or anything would be bad here, he'd be like, oh, I'll come pick you up. And he had this like rear wheel Cadillac that like he would just be drifting and I, everyone would be freaked out. And I was like, he's got me. He's, he's got fine. it. He's got he, it. You know, he's, he knows what he's doing. Dude. But uh, he, so he kind of uh, was finding these songwriters and yeah. he just came to me. And I, I always make, uh, I always razz him about this because I was like, what number was I on your call list for this idea? Because he was like, and then I called Kevin. I goes, yeah, you called people before me, though. Because he was like, hey, I met this girl who's now his wife, right. uh, Ashley. And he was like, I want to spend you know, some more time with her. She's got a, a great nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I need to be out finding songwriters, which is at night. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, not benef- not a great situation yeah. to, to spend time <laughs> together. Uh, but he was like, I think you're my guy for this because you love music, you love tech, like you're trying to figure all this out. And he goes, if there was a way I could just kind of sit on my couch and swipe through songwriters like I did on dating apps, um, I think that would really help me save some time. I could spend more time with Ashley. But on the, like the really good side of this was when veterans come in to write music with songwriters here in Nashville mm-hmm. – um, wherever they came from, they can use this to then continue kind of the healing process yeah. of, of writing music. So there was that benefit to it. Um, so I have a question about yeah. the app. Is it is it only just based in Nashville right now as a writer, or it's all so over? we have? Like, uh, it's about six thousand songwriters. Yeah. There's um, thirty four countries represented, but countries, it's okay. but it's officially released in uh, the U S., Canada, Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. We just released in the UK, 
beginning of February and Israel. And so um, Nashville obviously has the most, but like there's big hubs in Mm -hmm. New York and L.A. And how how big is it in Nashville? Is it like, you know, like half? Is it? uh, It's a little less than half, but but a majority is. Because to be honest, we we've never and, you know, we're still early stage startup bootstrapped Mm -hmm. a lot of it. Uh, it's been organic. Like we haven't ever spent money besides like going to the ASCAP expo, um, or doing like Key West songwriters festival, but like any terms of doing big digital Mm -hmm. campaigns or social campaigns, just two parts of that. One is, is the, are we ready? And now we are, but like, we weren't necessarily ready to scale just because of the infrastructure of the app and like, can it handle it and all that good stuff. But then, so you want to give people a good first experience and it, it always worked, but it was one of those things when we first launched, you know, in 2018, uh, I mean, it didn't have notifications. It didn't have like, <laughs> yeah. it, you couldn't, ch- so you can change your location, right? So in the yeah. app, it's, fr- so if, if you're not in Nashville and you're like in Idaho, I don't know why I keep referencing Idaho and you're like, Hey, I, I want to find writers yeah. elsewhere. You can just go in and simply change your location. Can you change it? Like, so it's not based on geolocation. Like you can just say, like, say I'm going to go to you know Miami this weekend. <clears throat> I could change it to that. So you know, as you get on, it uses your, your, your location currently. So it has you GPS can tracking. It. Yeah. So oh. it just uses geofencing. And so it, you can go from anywhere from uh, zero to a hundred miles around you. But again, like if they're in kind of remote areas or, or places where mm-hmm. there's not a ton of songwriters, this has been really beneficial, especially during the, we're just grateful and lucky. Uh, but during the pandemic, just people were like, look, now I've, I can't go anywhere. So I need to find people, even if, if they are in Nashville, like it, I can't go and meet people on music row anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Some, um, some people started doing like zoom rights. Like they would, yeah. they would hop on a thing, they'd play music and they'd listen to totally. it. And they'd write together. Like and that's what the NSAI was doing. Yeah. They were yeah. even doing their regular group writings. It was just yeah. zooms and stuff. So, and yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think there's any replacing that kind of in the room feel and vibe to yeah. it, but there's also the upside. And, and I think there's been some accepting of this as kind of the norm for logistical purposes of, Mm-hmm. Man, if you live out in Franklin and you've got an afternoon right and you're like, you know, yeah. am I going to sit in traffic for 45 minutes or do you <laughs> want to hop on? But again, like I think there's a different it's it's totally, you know, what your your personal, uh, you know, feeling is about it. But yeah. I know some people that are like, man, I I'm much more efficient. I can get more songs done, um, whether or not, you know. The, the songs are better or worse. I don't know if there's a way to yeah. capture some, that. Some people are just more efficient behind a keyboard, and like if they can yeah. stay there, yeah. like they're great. And like that, I know uh, you know during during all this, I started networking online like yeah. crazy, joining joining online groups to you know totally meet up with people. I, like it's crazy. There's, there was there was this uh, lady in Texas, and she reached out, and she's like outside of El Paso, and she's like, I've got. Three um, three daughters, you know, and I'm a single mother. And uh, like my dream was to write with somebody in Nashville, and you know, and and like she reached out and just say, hey, I like your app gave me the chance to just, and not that who she wrote with was yeah, a huge just name, the, but just the idea of like do, I yeah. changed my location, I got on the app, I swiped, I wrote with somebody virtually, and she was like, that's all I really wanted to do in the music space is write with people in Nashville, and that kind of you know helped trigger a bunch of things for us to go man how do we help scale this you know beyond just matching Mm -hmm. which we have a really robust roadmap but one of the other things with the virtual stuff that i didn't even think about is i had somebody else reach out and they were like hey you know uh, i 
felt more comfortable virtually than I did in the room with somebody because I'm typically a very reserved, mm. shy person. And if I meet somebody for yeah. the first time and we're sitting in a room and it's kind of that like, you know, she's like, but with a computer in front of me and a screen, I was I could feel myself opening up more and being more vulnerable just because I wasn't in the room with them, That's which I thought man. was pretty interesting. I was going yeah. to say, it's like that comfortability where, like, you know, people are used to being on Zoom so much, so like, oh, I don't need pants today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they yeah. brush my teeth? Oh, well, yeah. I'm not meeting yeah, anyone today. Matter, right? yeah. in the room. So, yeah, it is pretty yeah. interesting. Like, yeah. you can get a lot more relaxed because I think there are little subtleties like that. You're You're – not even aware that you're thinking of, but you yeah. are like, like literally do I have bad breath? Like you don't have to worry right. about that on don't a Zoom camera, right? Don't. Like just little details like that. And, you know, and I, and I think there's, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of downsides that, and I pay attention to, to what writers say and, and how mm -hmm. they manage this whole thing, because it's, it's that whole thing of once you're kind of jiving with somebody and mm -hmm. you're like, all right, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. But like in the Zoom, if there's a delay and you know, you it, like over talking yeah. each other, it's kind of tough. And, so there's always ups and downs to it, and I think it's... So what do you feel like the next phase is with the app? So there isn't like a built-in video chat or anything in it, is there? No, and so that's a big part of what... Yeah. Uh, so we're raising our next round of funding, and a big <clears throat> part of it is going to go... Like a third of it's obviously going to go to uh, development of the platform. Mm -hmm. And so functionality-wise, video integration, calendar integration, I think is going to be mm -hmm. a huge thing, so mm -hmm. that... Uh, very much, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Calendly and how those type yeah, of things yeah. use where that's in what we try to do is listen to what takes up a lot of time for songwriters to write. And, and it's weird, like sitting there and them going, man, I spent a lot of time, whether it's logistically, but it's also like when you find somebody setting up that Ad admin, write, it's all the admin like stuff that takes all up. that time. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's a really easy way that we're going to integrate that so that you know say hey you you guys connected on the app and you mm -hmm. go hey man instead of 15 texts back and forth you know in the app it's able to go hey when are you available oh i see next thursday you click it mm -hmm. notifies you is that good yes or no it clicks yes but then you know say this address pops up you know if you're going to do an yeah. in-person right it automatically would populate it you know and and so it's little things like that that so I. so what think about like um so there's like certain apps and things for like splits and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, what about yeah. that kind of information kind of so that's too? so the the calendar is going to be pretty much the key for uh, triggering all those other things mm -hmm. that we'll add in there, right? So the idea is to go, what is the origin of songwriting? And it's you know two two three people in a yeah. room, right? And so what are the things that uh, the apps and integrations that songwriters use throughout that process? Mm -hmm. One of which being how do you control splits? And, yeah. you know, Nashville is a little different than LA or New York or Atlanta. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's how, but, but it's a super simple thing that with the calendar, it's like, Oh great. We know you three are in the room together. Yeah. You know, it pings like, Hey, we see that you're writing, you know, what song was it? Register it, mm -hmm. put in the splits, everybody click, click, click to a hundred percent. You wow. good with it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a game changer. Just, so yeah, we're we're excited about that because we hear that a lot. Of uh, it's you know, and I read a lot of stories of just like that being an issue. I yeah. guess yeah, without calling, absolutely. Calling people that, out. That's something like you know, we we keep split sheets around here just in case someone's coming over to write. Yeah, you know, like it is important because people people when they get creative they. 
they forget about the admin stuff, but if you want to be compensated, yeah. like it's kind of the most important part of it. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And the big picture part of it is how do we help, you know, songwriters progress in their career without needing to necessarily worry about, yeah. and I, and I never knock anybody that uses tools and platforms to, to, you know, be, um, discovered. Um, and I'm talking, you know, specifically like TikTok of the yeah. world, like songwriters, it's a different thing than an artist. Um, yes. and so it's, you know, a lot of them overlap, but there's, there are a lot of songwriters out there like Kevin, I just want to write music, man. And, you know, again, no judging on anybody that's made it because of TikTok that may not necessarily be as talented as, as somebody else. But it's one of those yeah. things I think as a space, what we can do um, with this is kind of help say, look, like we want you guys, to, we want songwriters just to just write music. And like some of the analogies I always use, it's like, you know, I, I'm a big baseball guy and, you know, we're trying to build kind of like the farm system to the major leagues of, of songwriting. Right. And so mm -hmm. like, you know, some structure to it, how do we put in education and coaching, but just, you know, I think it's oftentimes I hear songwriters go, man, I just want to write, but I feel like I need to be a marketing genius to <laughs> succeed. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a big part of that too, right? I, I'm not discounting any that, any of that stuff, but I think it's, um, if whatever Avenue you want to do, whether it is that or just songwrite mm -hmm. or both, there's a way that we can elevate that, I think, um, just using the platform and how people are writing together to to help advance, you know, to the next level, whatever that whatever that is. Long way to go for it, but uh, yeah, hopefully it, 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 it kind of makes sense. Yeah, right? It is a pretty big deal, though. Too, uh, I think uh, Dave and I were talking about the fact that uh, writers, like people getting publishing rights, mm -hmm. uh, has elevated extremely high since streaming, essentially, yeah. and so like it. Even if you're just a songwriter, that's like a huge opportunity to make yeah. money in the music industry. But you obviously, need the opportunity to get into yeah. a, you know a room to yeah. write. And then uh, one thing I was going to ask is, are you going to? I don't know if the app currently has it, or if you're looking to do this, be able to track your lyrics into the app so that it's immediately <laughs> written someplace, it's yeah. documented with a save date and time, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So, so a lot of those things are just easy APIs that we'll use of just. You know, hey, you two met on the app. We need a third track guy. You know, how do we pull him in? Mm -hmm. Great. That's easy. But then it is to us a very simple one click of adding all these files and, and tools that you would ever need during the writing and that's that and next that, phase you're talking yeah about. and that way you can kind of go into it and everything's housed in one spot and because i ask you know a lot of our interns that go to belmont and they're songwriters and they're they're trying to do their thing and i ask him mm -hmm. like you know what are all the tools platforms whatever that you use and you know that's they're naming like five or six things which are all have their own value but i mm -hmm. think it's uh us integrating it in a way at the at, for you to use it when you need it yeah. and, and, yeah. and it not be confusing. So I, like those five, six things that they're using are giving them like various aspects of maybe just this one central hub yeah. that you guys are looking yeah. to create with the app. It's like consolidating yeah. all that. Have you ever yeah. uh, heard of uh, Ultimate Guitar Tabs, the app? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say. Yeah. I, I, That's how like, I learned, man. I was gonna <laughs> That's say, how I learned. Some of the, even some of that integration, like, uh, you know, having metronomes for mm -hmm. songwriting, having, um, yeah. what's it called, uh, the... The, tone, the tuner, the tuner. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Or tuner, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like, um, are those things that you're looking to integrate or to essentially just like, oh, I need that click. It'll open something. So it would 
ideally just because of, you know, as you're building this out, I think the integrations with, with simple APIs are a mm-hmm. lot cheaper to do. Yeah. Um, and that way we're not having to, we can, you know, have partners and license that stuff. Yeah. And then that can way, I grow until you can put it in, yeah. in yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and, and so what's been really interesting is um, us trying to keep it so incredibly simple for the songwriter to use mm-hmm. But then on the back end, what we're starting to have is conversations with labels and publishers that are interested in the talent that are on the platform. How do we discover new writers, which is really exciting, Um, because that way we can kind of see as links are put into their SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, socials, all that stuff. We can build this kind of back end as a discovery platform for Mm -hmm. them that they go, hey – yeah. Wow, this guy or girl from, you know, wherever is blowing up. But was <laughs> blowing up. It's something interesting I was just thinking about as you said that is if you are tr- keeping track of something like lyrics and it is internal to the app, you could potentially have it where like uh, music supervisors, they mm-hmm. look for they look for songs based on like mood and feeling, yeah. but sometimes they really yeah. do just need like a song that says certain words in it. Yeah. You could actually have it where like they haven't even produced the song yet, they just have great yeah. lyrics and some su- supervisor can log in and be like, I need something that talks about, I don't know, trucks and dinosaurs yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like some yeah, random man. and it's like you wow i got three songs with that like let it. me read uh, these and see how they look maybe the, we make the, a hip-hop version of it maybe we make a country version yeah, of 100%. it. 100 percent. and that's and Just that's kind of the enterprise back end side that we see um where where we can really kind of create what we want to you know as any platform would want to is kind of this network effect of how do we help the songwriters do what they need to do uh, to write great music and, and great songs, but on the back end, create this, these, uh, on the enterprise side, labels, publishers, sync, catalog, all these people are like, whatever they're creating is of interest to us, which will then bring on more songwriters wow. to then yeah. build in more of the network. And so, uh, you know, a long way to go with it. That's um, a beautiful thing, man. I don't know. I just think about being younger and like, yeah, like that whole thing of like, man, trying to find like, songwriters but mm-hmm. also like find it's like you can find a good songwriter yeah. but sometimes it's like finding that songwriter for a specific genre or exactly. something you're trying to do exactly and i feel like yeah i think that's something you actually said uh or i talk, no, i was talking to richard when he yeah. said this that you guys have a uh, genre agnostic like you don't you don't filter by genre it's actually like uh, random i spent a lot of time studying um the ui and the ux of, mm-hmm. of those dating apps and you know i've had a lot of people say i'd want to search by genre Mm-hmm. Well, it, and I may fumble this a lot, but it's one of those things like the the experience that most people get on those dating apps, right? It's like the unexpected that you may mm-hmm. not even think about yeah. is coming next. And what is that, right? And mm-hmm. so in your brain, you could say, man, I need this genre and this style and this, that. And sure, you've got a ballpark mm-hmm. thing. But if we start saying, well, we're going to categorize it. Then you get, and then you swipe on somebody, and you listen to some of their stuff, and you're like, "Man, I didn't even think about this could yeah. be a really cool thing." My, you know, my melody, their track, and their top line, and you know, now I'm connecting with people across the world that are in yeah. completely different music, and because it kind of is that whole idea of going, we don't want to play in that space of, okay, li- maybe right mm-hmm. down the road if we're doing back end catalog sync stuff like it's you know yeah, country I, I whatever. was gonna say for like for the admins going in and looking at yeah, it, it might be valuable sure. but in all honesty but as a user, it, it's like that that uh concept of airplanes and uh seat 
uh, what is it, seat distance? Yeah, like, yeah, that was yeah. a huge deal. I don't remember which which airlines did it, but two or three airlines, after a bunch of complaints, are like, all right, fine, we'll give you more space in your seats. Yeah. So they had to get rid of a row or two of seats. The tickets had to go up slightly more <laughs> yeah. because of it, and then yeah. no one bought any tickets. Right. And it's like, you can say what you want all, like, yeah. all the time, but why do you think Spirit Airline exists? Exactly. People want cheap tickets. That's the only yeah. thing they care about. If they want first class, they're paying first class. Right. They, you know, yeah. like, it's, I think that... A lot, a lot of the times, uh, the you know, people like say the customer is always right, and it's like there's times when they yeah. are, and there's times where they're not. I think that, and Steve Jobs talks a lot about it. He's like, customers think that they know, but they really don't. They don't man, they, they don't know what they want until you put it in. Yeah, front. what was it, Henry Ford? The the whole uh, if you ask people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, exactly. not yeah. a car, exactly. right? Like it's. And so, but I mean, again, like this is where at this stage it's so great to get as much feedback and as we as we can get to mm-hmm. then you know put in the features and functionality that that songwriters need and want versus kind of where, you know, for us as a, as a, how the platform operates is a little bit different than, Hey, what features and functionality do you want integrated in yeah. there? Uh, Cause the other big part is, you know, as we introduced this pro tier, right? So it, and we haven't really posted about it. It's been very, Ooh, just kind of word of mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, it, it very, it, when Instagram first started and they were like, Hey, to get a blue check mark, mm-hmm. you need to fill it and you still got to do, yeah, do it. But in the very beginning, no one knew what the criteria was. Right. It was just kind of like, I, you know, even like, after they released it, they yeah. changed it like three different times. Yeah. And too. so we kind of have a similar thing for verified pro writers. They fill this out, you know, they got to send in, you know, if they have a publisher or had a past publisher, um, send in a picture of your license just to, to see it. And it's been really cool to see what's been coming in, um, and I got, you know, uh, I saw one come through and it was a guy that wrote some, some Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande stuff. And the beauty of it as a pro, you can then toggle in the app to only see other verified professional writers. Cause one of the things that we were hearing, I had a question for that earlier. That's, that's good. Cause I was going to say when I brought up like the splits and stuff earlier, yeah. I was like, that wouldn't be the concern with like the average writer or right. someone who's just trying to get on the yeah, app to have just fun. Trying to, so that yeah. pro feature that makes a lot more sense yeah. for someone who would be into yeah. that. So what's nice yeah. is like because you can geolocate a lot of the pro writers that we've talked to are like, man, when I'm flying around from Nashville to LA, LA to New York, it's like sometimes my publisher doesn't have a big network in those other cities, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to either cross collaborate in different genres, but I just we just don't have the in. So I can then jump on the app. Put my, uh, you know, put my location from L.A. to Nashville and and try to find people there that I've never been able to collaborate with. How how do you verify that they're pros? Like, so you were saying that they submit all that stuff. Is yeah. it automated, or do you guys oh, like manually get to look through? It's and be this like, guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and so that's honestly why a big part of it is there's two things of it. You know, um, it is the internal structure of being able to to handle that at scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part of it is, you know, I, I think a majority of the writers like at this early stage probably wouldn't meet the the pro status that we're that mm-hmm. we're looking for. I mean, we've got, you know, Brian White, who just wrote, you know, Blame It On You by Jason Aldean, number one. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some other huge writers that have number ones that maybe were uh, had these huge hits in the '90s, early 2000s, and trying to get back in the game a little bit. Yeah. I know that yeah. sounds harsh, but well, like, no, like they might be wanting no, to, yeah, to work sense. with yeah. the younger people now too, because yeah. maybe uh, they knew what was big back then. They're really good at like writing melodies and getting yeah. certain things going, but yeah. like trying to 
keep a voice that matches the youth now. Exactly. Also, nowadays, I know like advances and stuff aren't you know yeah. as oh, often yeah. as what they used to be. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah I get it. And, <laughs> and I I see such a, a a way down the road that we can that we can switch that because it 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 honestly drives me crazy yeah. when I when I kind of hear huge writers and I'm just getting the shaft. To be uh, you know, yeah. blunt about it, it's just, I think there's a way that we can uh, fix that. I actually but. just thought of something too. If you're manually checking now, obviously that's not scalable. But yeah. like mm-hmm. a, something simple that could be scalable, and it would actually probably promote the pros wanting to get on there. Is that once you get enough pros on there, you could actually just have it when when someone submits themselves as a pro, they have to verify. Kind of like blockchain, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Idea. Like so it's, um, it's yeah, funny you say that because I think one of the th- and Clubhouse was so big. Uh, I don't know if you guys did. Yeah, that yep, I, yeah I'm still on Clubhouse. I mean, I, I met so many people on there. So many people, and it was awesome. Um, but I do like the idea of the invite part of it. And yeah, I think like there's a pro can invite a pro. Yeah, in that way. But you know, in that way, you kind of have like some people under your wing a little bit of of you know, I I vouch for them, right? And I think mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that we've uh, learned from the pros that are on there. You know, one is, hey, I want to I want to meet. Uh, other pros and write and, and writers, but the other part was kind of like, man, what I love about it is my email's not on here, my phone number's not on here. I can sit here and kind of swipe through mm-hmm. guys and girls all over, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm discovering some new up and coming writers, you know, that, that yeah. may be huge. And the beauty is, like, man, if, if they swiped right on somebody, you know, most likely the other person has swiped on them. Yeah. Um, and then they can connect and, and do all those other things. So there's kind of that like discovery aspect of it with some pro writers on there. And there's also kind of the, um, the now that there's QR codes for each user, one of the big things that happens is, you know, mm-hmm. after a, a writer's round and big writers, they always get people, hey man, I'd love to write with you. We should write some time. And they don't want to be jerks. So instead um, of giving out their contact, they can give out their QR, app QR yeah. code. They'd be like, "Hey man, cool, scan, scan this, and I'll check you out." Yeah, and if it's you know, it's cool too because it's almost like your portfolio work too. You, yeah. like, it won't be all of your work, but you could still show. Yeah. Dude, that is actually I've been to a few writers' like rounds, yeah. man, and like me coming from like doing hip hop and stuff and trying to get like a country guy, like, "Yo, yeah. man, let's write." They yeah. kind of look at me crazy sometimes, <laughs> like having something like that. We're like, oh yeah, we just scan my QR. We'll we'll see. Like, so I mean, because there's yeah. there's upside to that too. Like the, the the writer doesn't feel like they're being kind of a jerk. Yeah. they don't want to give out their email and phone number. But the other <laughs> side is like, yeah, I can actually then quickly kind of just check out the profile and listen to some stuff. That's, that's what I mean. Spotify it's like the Instagram and, DM. Right, like cool. pe- people stopped giving out phone numbers and emails and they're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, just hit me up on Instagram. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they might ignore you, but the whole point is sure. they might never have given you contact yeah. information before. And now you have an in. Like, yeah. like I've messaged like super high level CEOs when they first hopped on Instagram yeah. and they were messaging back. For sure. Like it was crazy. Yeah. I was just like, you know, so it's the same with this app. You might yeah. get some, you know, beginner writer who just happens to get yeah. near, uh, you know, a, a pro writer. Yeah. I, you know, there's uh, going back to kind of the baseball thing. I think one of the things that I, I find really exciting about it is just kind of like, you know, you get, uh, you know, these, these young kids that are like lefties throwing 98 miles an hour. Right. But they have no way of knowing like anything about the structure of baseball, how the business thing works. But yeah. like, if you can find that, you know, lefty kid throwing a hundred and kind of coach him and bring him along, and you're like, hey man, like give me a couple years and and we're gonna yeah we'll be somewhere with this we're gonna man. be somewhere yeah, with this guy but like kind of that same thing with songwriters and and just kind of like you know I I still 
I still watch American Idol sometimes and see these kids that are like construction I mean, workers, it is genius. I construction get it, dude. workers, yeah. and like farmers, and they're yeah. like getting up there. And this is an original I wrote, and I'm like, with no training, no structure, just singing. And I'm like, man, it, yeah, that's like a big thing too. Like if you get, yeah. we've met tons of people now who like they might be great artist and they've never had vocal lessons yeah. and it's like do you have any idea how much yeah. that can elevate you like for sure. same with songwriting like maybe they have amazing vocals but they've never gone to yeah. like any songwriter like lessons or rounds no so they can get some more experience like raw talent oh yeah and, and so like being able to being able to actually build a skill from it by networking with people and connecting yeah. is like a phenomenal yeah thing. and we see education being a big part of this too um in the simplest way is you know 60% of our users when they first sign up like haven't indicated they're with a PRO. And so that gives some sort of signal of like and I remember when I was playing music, if someone was like, What's BMI? <laughs> I've been like, Body yeah. mass index? Like, why do you, yeah, yeah, I was why gonna you say people yeah. say that? I've heard people say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And and but <laughs> I mean, like we put out a very terrible, you know, C D uh, you know, that was done in a college dorm room, but like, you know, I and then played shows every weekend, but I had no idea about the business part of it. But mm-hmm. like, so those little things that we see at, you know, 101 level of like, hey, are you registered with mm-hmm. ASCAP? You I mean, that might like, be something that's part of like the pro tier or something. For sure. Like, that's a definite <laughs> requirement. Are you with a PRO? Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, and what's good too is having. We, with all that back-end data is then we can work with them and say, hey, you know, anybody that doesn't select, if yeah. they're in Canada and doesn't select SoCan or a PRO up there, then we can be kind of a, a partner with you and lead gen and, mm-hmm. and, and send them, you know, your way. Uh, we see that being at scale. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of those little things. But just how does the sync world work and what do I – you know – I think one of the things we hear most is what do I do with my song? Like I have this song, what do I do with mm-hmm. it? And they're yeah. like, do I demo it? Do I get it produced? And who, you know, and yeah. a lot of writers will reach out and say, Hey, here's a work tape. What do you think? And I'm like, well, I'm not qualified to tell you what, <laughs> I mean, I like, I can tell you if I like it or not, but I mm-hmm. can't break it down to, you know, well, you yeah, know, you're about four seconds long on the intro. So I don't know. Um, but I think there's a space for for kind of that feedback mm. part of it. Of, of no, ab- absolutely. Um, that's so yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, you're saying with like labels and publishers being interested in it, just finding some way to connect where there is there's a level of like beginner songwriters and people yeah. hopping on this app, having your pros, yeah, and then that pro tier, and then just finding some kind of way like with the songs and things that they yeah. are writing. Maybe if they can talk to some of these publishers yeah. and people at labels, like, yo, what what do you think about Absolutely. this? You know, like through some tier service. I see how it yeah. all can work together. Yeah, it, it's very uh, interesting. It kind of you know for us, we see it as like great. Like let's just put two people in a room for now and then yeah. kind of figure it out as we go. But we're seeing kind of what we had envisioned our roadmap, it's kind of starting to come to fruition a little bit mm-hmm. in the conversations we're having. And, uh, cause there, cause everyone's looking for the next up and coming talent, but there's different, you know, I would tell you the way I view this app. It's, Please. To me, it's like a, it's like a digital scene Yeah, to me. Yeah. 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 You know, I think about, you know, the seventies or like people like Chick Corea, Return of Forever, bands like that. They all had their own little scenes and people yeah. would know, or Jimi Hendrix and stuff back in the sixties, Eric yeah. Clapton. I feel like this is like a new age take on the industry 
where it's a very uh, community yeah. type of thing. It's like you have you can have these up and coming writers, you can have these pro guys, yeah. you can have these executives here, and all in this app in this world. Yeah. If you're tuned in, people are kind of aware of it, and you can kind of know where the scene is going. Yeah. You can kind of know what styles and other flavor people have out there, artist, songwriter, or not. And it's just a very interesting idea that you don't have to step out into the world right. anymore to like become part of a scene. Yeah. Uh, well, when we raise this money, we'll PR. You know, you can come in do some PR. <laughs> Definitely, man. I, I see it as I see it as a digital creative scene, man. Yeah, I, see, yeah I appreciate dude. that. I, I mean, it was the very. I remember like we were talking to our developers, and we were going out to the ASCAP Expo in 2018 mm-hmm. in May of 2018, and that was like it was me and Richard. And yeah. we, the only thing we had were shirts that just said we should write some time. We were like, we're just going to go out and talk to every single songwriter that's, which was so many of them. <laughs> yeah. But like to our developers, it was one of those like, hey, so our drop dead date, like it needs to be available on the app store. It was like May 7th. And it's like May 6th. And I'm, mm-hmm. it's still not on the app store. Oh, wow. And like we're packing to leave to go to the ASCA. And this was going to be very first like, putting it in people's hands, seeing mm-hmm. what they do, taking notes. And I just remember, like, it's April or it's May 7th in the morning and yeah. our flight's about to take off. And I'm, like, emailing the developers, like, okay, I'm literally getting on a flight. And when we land, what am I, like, I can't show anybody anything. And so kind of freaking out. And, like, as we're <laughs> landing, I'm, like, waiting for internet to connect again to be, like, hopefully get an email yeah. of, like, hey, it's available. Um, and you know, thank God as we land, you know, it's available. Wow. It's on there. Some I mean, so yeah, I was like, Oh my God, thank God. And so like, but the next two and a half days that, you know, if any of you've ever been to the ASCAP expo, I mean, it's, no. it's, it's really cool. I, I mean, the last couple of years, I don't think they've had it in person. Yeah. With, um, yeah. But like, I mean, it's, you know, three days and it's, it's awesome just for everybody flying in from all over the world to connect wow. and do seminars and I mean, speakers and all these good stuff. But I mean, I spent most of that time in the hotel room with like a three pages of just crap that was wrong. I was like, this link doesn't do anything. Uh, this X doesn't work at all. Wow. <laughs> People are clicking here for God knows why. Uh, so like it was just, so it was good kind of like very initial alpha mm-hmm. testing of just yeah. seeing people use it. Um, but those are the only things we've ever kind of done. But when I remember that day, like when we were talking to Adam Sanders, um, mm-hmm. you know, big country writer and artist. And he was like, dude, I met um, his co-writer at Cole Swindell. He was like, I met Cole Swindell in MySpace. Mm-hmm. And he was nice. like, I see this kind of being a new aged MySpace of, of writers to connect because – I was just on MySpace just trying to find people, my group, right? My crew to write music with. And and one of the songs that came from them meeting on MySpace was um, She Ain't Worth the Whiskey, which was like Cole's number one, like 10 years later or something like that. That's crazy. Wow. I, was just, I was just thinking about that. Like, hey, if you were to spend any ad money, put that on MySpace. Because that's yeah. all around and there's still artists on there, which is crazy. Gosh, yeah, that's such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I always so joke cooking. and say, you know, if you've ever had MySpace, because people are like, I don't know how to code or do anything like that. And I go, do you have MySpace? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I go, do you put a back backdrop in there? Like, yeah. I was like, then you HTML for sure. Uh, so you've coded before just to get that backdrop yeah. in there. But I remember MySpace. That was so coding. much fun. <laughs> yeah. Some coding. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. That, that, was, that was really like almost like the first uh, musically in the sense of like putting, mu- like making a uh 
I, I still remember when it came out, it was mostly like Facebook, and then they had yeah. this whole music integration where someone lands on your page, you have like a theme song yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, that stuff was so awesome. I, I mean, yeah, you're taking me back to like fucking like middle school. Yeah, that's crazy. Fuck, dude. Oh, if I said my. So it's funny, we did this um, like series with some of our interns of, yeah. of you know, my generation pop culture, music culture, and theirs. And they, so I quizzed them. And I played them. I was like, "What is this sound?" And I played the dial-up sound, and like they had not a clue. Like AOL. Yeah, yeah like, dude. They were like, "Is this a fax machine?" <laughs> it was like five. Uh, I showed <laughs> them a. I showed them a picture of a pager, and they were like, "An alarm clock." And like we're dead set, <laughs> dead set on an alarm clock. Here's the worst part. And I, I mean, sorry guys. Uh, I showed them a picture of Bono, and. One out of ten knew who it was. They were like, "Is it David Duchovny?" Bono. How do you not know who Bono is? <laughs> but here's the thing. And then they dude. quizzed me, and they were like, "Who?" And this was, you know, a year and a half ago with with that group of interns. And they're like, "Who's Charlie D'Amelio?" And I was like, "I don't know." I mean, I can guess, like yeah. influencer. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and you know, so it's one of those things. And they would say they similar type pop culture things that were like insane that I didn't know it. And I was like, yep, I've, I've officially hit that age of like me riff? not being cool <laughs> anymore and knowing what's trendy. See, it's crazy though, because like a lot of the stuff that became really big in the last few years, like I, I get when like older generations look at younger generations and are like, Oh, it's not like it used to be, but like for real, like it went from oh, music to like some people dancing to music and the yeah. dances are stupid. <laughs> like, and they like, well, uh, what what is the that the show Peacemaker? Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's uh, DC. Yeah, there we go. DC Universe, and uh, they have a dance routine as like the intro to the show. <laughs> and the interesting thing was they specifically asked like this high level choreographer yeah. to create a dance for a bunch of people who can't dance. Oh my gosh! And so oh, that's man. why it's so funny is yeah. that like they can't yeah, dance yeah. and they're doing this choreographed thing where they all are matching. So like they're they're doing something together. But, like, that's the type of stuff you could do on TikTok and become yeah. famous for. And yeah. it's crazy. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I, I I see them, like, doing the trends. And they'll come in this every week and mm -hmm. be like, hey, here are the trending sounds. And then they'll do this thing. And I go, what are you doing? And they're like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I don't know. Just get us views, I guess. Uh, you know. What I was that thing you were saying about. earlier before? I mean, we were talking TikTok. It was uh, the interns basically letting them try certain things. What, what was it exactly? What was um, it? Where I just let them do Yeah, TikTok? just letting them oh, do yeah. certain I, things. I mean, I just, I go, look, like, TikTok is super organic growth. I mean, it's, it's. I go, there's two interns now that I'm like, your sole focus is mm -hmm. putting stuff on TikTok. Yeah. And I come in with ideas sometimes, and they're like, Kevin, that's stupid. I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. I was like, but I think it's funny. And then I have to remember, like, so it's like kind of trying to, and we're still so early in mm -hmm. it where, you know, we're doing all right. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, let's try everything and just see what works and doesn't work. And we've had a couple do pretty, pretty well. And I think one was funny because Richard came to me and Richard's the best at this stuff. Um, he's very much the creative, but he was like, let's, let, let's the whole trend of like, tell me you're a whatever without telling me you're a whatever. He was yeah. like, let's do uh, tell me you're a songwriter without telling me you're a songwriter, but like he cuts it off and goes, Tell me you're a songwriter without telling me you're a song. I'll go for it. Kevin, Kevin, and he goes, Yeah, yeah. So I hit my hop in the back and he's like, uh, Where are you going? 
He's like, oh, okay. So he's like pretending to be an Uber driver just because like that's what song it is. So, oh, that's great. So, yeah. It, so it was like, I mean, like Andy Grammer, like Spencer, all these guys were like commenting like, that's, that's cold. Awesome. That's, that's cold. Funny, I was like, that was good. That's great. Um, I was, I was going to say, like, honestly, even if um, your interns might think some idea is silly, like one, one of the things that, uh, do you know Gary Vaynerchuk is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's sure. talked about this, but like every platform uh, changes demographics all the time. Mm-hmm. And right now, uh, 18 to 35, which is actually like the YouTube uh, yeah. demographic as well, TikTok has actually grown into that and it's even mm-hmm. hitting like 40 and 50. So yeah. like even the even the dad jokes might yeah. actually hit there and you might find the right person totally. in there because of it so yeah, yeah. I, I i'm i'm we're at that place now where i'm like okay we've done enough like we've got enough followers and you know it's like a thousand whatever but i go there's enough now we can look at the analytics and figure mm-hmm. out what's working and what's not working because when i see and scroll through i'm like like it's so all over the place and i go you know now let's figure out why and like what's working well for us and all those good things and um, we, we, that Dan Brazarian one where he's like, did you ever see the one where he's like, the reason I get to- so much top tier, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, so we like dubbed it and he was like, the reason I get so much top tier co-writes <laughs> is they're the way that we set up our profile. <laughs> so it's like, so I was like, and Richard and I love that stuff. We're like, that's going to blow up. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and it's like the sounds are the key part of this whole mm-hmm. thing. Are you using these sounds and. So anyway, they come in and they're like, "Okay, here's the three things trending." I'm like, "I, I don't get it. I get it, but yeah, I, but yes. Sometimes it is just pushing it out there, though, because even if one um, one of the things actually Gary V did say was, uh, I think it was like 2019, his biggest video on Instagram was him talking about how much he likes blueberries yeah. and like shoveling them down at some <laughs> event where like there's like a whole fruit platter and he's eating all the blueberries. Yeah, man. I, you know, like the little things. I reached out to Gary V on LinkedIn. Uh, just, I mean, because it was what he, I always followed his stuff, just like putting mm-hmm. out as much content as you, as you can. And one of the things that like, it was like a Rolling Stone article that someone was posting during quarantine. And I was like, Oh, like, you know, this is a good thing for us to, to kind of post and let's do more of just like this type of thing. And, uh, I was like, I don't care. Just get out as much as we can on everything. Uh, and sure as hell, like, like we posted something on about Rolling Stone and then Rolling Stone reached out to us and was like, wow. Hey, you know, w- w- what's this all about? Tell us about it. And then two days later they put an article out about us. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, and I reached out to Gary and I was like, Hey man, like I, I listen to your stuff all the time. You just said, just put out content. Like doesn't have to be per And I, so I took that to heart and, he didn't get back to me though. Yeah, nah. but it is so true. Like, um, I'm I'm actually like in this like mastermind where there's people making like ten hundred times more than me, and it's like yeah. th- all it was was posting. Um, and, you know, Tim Ferriss's, yeah, yeah. he's got a book, Tools of Titans, yeah, and uh, it's basically his whole podcast broken down. And every time I came to a new section, I would take a picture of the section mm. and I would tag the person in it. Yeah, and I got responses from a bunch of people, but one of them yep. uh, actually tagged me uh, or uh, responded like multiple times, uh, Noah Kagan. So shout out to mm, Noah. Yeah. And he um, he basically uh, chatted with me for a little bit. I kind of, you know, disappeared. I, wa- I started watching some of his YouTube videos and he had like a really powerful one. Yeah. I left him a long comment on that YouTube. YouTube video he actually reached back out to me on instagram oh, and invited wow. me to this group that's awesome like that's crazy yeah. this guy's got to be worth you know yeah nine figures like, you know, I'm like, with you. I'm like i think the that's hell? the funny part though man about 
a lot of these guys, man. It's just like regular dudes, dude. Regular like, dudes. They just reach out, man. Yeah. Probably Gary just didn't reach back because he's just probably busy. No, he's also got like probably millions, like millions, millions, and millions so many of people followers. Like, going to fucking yard sales, selling yeah, stuff man. on eBay. I, I respect like, yeah. that hustle. <laughs> I, I used it used to be like a daily thing with Gary, and it just. You know, and I think I respect him because he's like, I want you guys to get to the point where like you can't, yeah. you don't watch me anymore. Yeah, that, that, no. I was just talking about that the other day. With like, I used to watch him all the time, and I haven't watched yeah. him in a while. Like, I still watch him from time to time, sure. but I used to watch him on a daily basis, like yeah, a, nice. like an IV drip, and it was yeah. like, I, you know, I needed that. But yeah, now it's to the point where like I I don't need that. I can do my yeah. own thing. But yeah, I love I love the crap out of him because I I've, I've actually sure. won a bunch of stuff from his challenges. Oh like my gosh. I've got like a T-shirt. I've got books that are signed. I got t- yeah. actually I think I won two signed books from him. Uh, one in black sharpie, one in green sharpie. Yeah, so I was like, That's this is awesome. crazy. Like it. I I listen Show to us some love, Gary. Yeah, good. Because yeah, I <laughs> watch his stuff when he talks about music in the NFT space. And oh all yeah, that. and uh, so I I follow a lot of that, and so I have thoughts, Gary. Um, you know, like he's yeah, man. What up? Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's a, it's a logical play at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for our audience, right? I think it's it's and and you know this will come back to bite me at some point, but it's one of those like, man, uh, we got to keep this product as simple as possible and make sure that we're aligned with the timing of all of that. Um, in doing it the right way that doesn't feel like that almost doesn't feel like web three. Oh, um, you know what I mean? Where it's like, cause songwriters in the music industry, typically in my experience, isn't um, in general, maybe here in Nashville specifically, but like the first to adopt new technology. And so typically, yeah. I was going to say, do you know about V Friends? Like yeah. Gary V's yeah, thing? Yeah. I just, that just made me think about it. Like a really simple NFT project you could do is uh, basically similar thing. Whatever the artwork is, doesn't matter. It could be even an audio yeah. file um, if you like cross link it to it because I know yeah. you can't really attach them to NFTs. Right. But what you could do is actually have it be a ticket to special writer rounds that you yeah. offer first to pro level writers. Yep. And then you, you offer it. it to everybody else, and you know it's first come, first serve to get yeah. into those rooms. Absolutely, that's absolutely awesome. And we very much see it going that way. It's you know one of um, just it being like, hey guys, just buy this, and you can get access to this. Well, the crazy thing is like that, that could potentially blockchain. pull in some pro writers too by doing that. Hundred percent. And, and uh, I've actually seen some uh, you know projects that they've got. They've tried to simplify because that's the biggest yeah. problem with NFTs is trying to simplify getting a wallet like that alone, like that first step to to collect stuff. Um, I remember we were at Belmont university's internship uh, fair Mm -hmm. and one of the people there, the artists that they work with, they have an NFT project Mm. and they have like a website for getting the wallet and then a website for getting the NFT. Mm. Um, It's like, yeah, I think I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought OpenSea was just talking about, something of them not you being able to invest and get nfts without needing a wallet it's probably like coinbase like coinbase is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i thought i was reading that and i was like see that's whatever friction you got to remove that um and i think that's a big thing of i think the other thing though too is that once that friction gets removed the number of other people that'll jump in the nft space so it's kind of like that get on tiktok early thing it's like you almost want to get in right before that happens because the second that happens you know know, i'm creating some nft projects that that happens like yeah yeah there's so yeah there's a lot i 
that we can do with that for sure. And it's stuff that I read constantly about, like even just, you know, the, the profiles, you know, what, what it, Twitter was, I think looking at the, how to make their profiles. Oh, they do have that now. Yeah. yeah you can yeah, make yeah. your profile picture an official NFT. Yeah. It'll turn into a hexagon instead of the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you have to, I forgot what I don't know if you have to link it to a wallet, a particular wallet or something yeah. like that, but I think you have to like verify your wallet, then prove the NFT. And then that will be your image. Yeah. And instead of like the typical circle profile picture, it's a, like a hexagon. Yeah. Yeah. It's all they, they I, just implemented. I that. love the space. A ton. Who's using that? I, Who's done that officially yet? With the like, who's made yeah, their who's, thing? Yeah, who's oh, a couple that. people. If you go on there, you can find. If 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 you just start looking up people that own NFTs, like I bet if mm-hmm. you just looked up Board Ape Yacht Club, you'd probably end up finding a yeah. bunch of profiles yeah. that have like the uh, the hexagon, the hexagon shape. Yeah, shape. yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah I, I think it it will be a big messaging and marketing play of of how to make it sound so simple and not get into. I got to buy a wallet for what? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. For the for Ethereum. Well, because well, it's what, crazy. Because like a credit know. card, like people don't think about it, but it's almost like your bank becomes the wallet. Totally. And and like that's all it really is. It's like now you have to understand. Like it, I think almost wallet's the wrong term, and that's why it's confusing. Yeah. Like turning like you have to open up an NFT bank account, and yeah, it's like yeah. oh okay, that makes sense. I have to store it someplace. Like <laughs> and, phrasing. Yeah, bad. and I again like I'm so obsessed with where this can go, and especially for us. But I I it makes me laugh sometimes because I'll get messages like. Hey, um, your app's not working. And then I got a, and I go, what are you using? And they're like, I'm on my desktop. And I was like, well, it's an app. You got to do it on your phone. It's like, how did you do that? And I, <laughs> how did you even get on it? Well, they, they went to my website. So they would like go to my website and then yeah. they would like click it and then it would take them to the Apple store. And then they would be like, well, I'm at the Apple store. And I'm not joking. Like this happens mm-hmm. more than I think i should talk about is is it, is it like older writers i'm you, assuming yeah and i've yeah. had people go like hey it, you know or they're like hey something doesn't seem right and i go what phone are you using they're like i have the iphone 4 and i go well we don't support that you know, damn people so is that like a 4. possible thing in the bad. future though like desktop <laughs> website i mean so, we know like skype and well, stuff even instagram kind of like yeah. it has a desktop version yeah. of its platform yeah, now i i equate it to this and i go you know at this point you know have and I'm not judging anybody because I was on dating apps, but like, have you guys ever been to Tinder or Bubbles, Bumble's website? No. <laughs> bubbles. 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 Bubbles, yeah. bubbles is a great website. Got a lot of bubbles, but like, no, yeah. no one's ever been like, yeah, man, Tinder's website's sick. And you're like, no, <laughs> sick. Nothing. Not. Yeah. So, I, so yeah. at some point, right? But like, yeah. as we build in some more platform well, stuff, I mean, like Instagram was it. mobile only for like the yeah. longest time, yeah. and it, it worked perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, be, that was before Facebook bought them. After Facebook bought them, they were mobile forever. Yeah. And if you tried to access it on a desktop, it would first say no. Right. Eventually, it let you do it, but then you couldn't. Post on it, right? And now it's yeah. to the point where, like, you're allowed well, to, we're you know, following those footsteps for sure. Um, just it just is one of those bandwidth wise, mm-hmm. you know, and the market that we want. And again, like, I don't knock anybody that hasn't used a dating app before swiping, but like, we try to keep that so simple. It's like yeah. you both swipe, then you're connected, then you can talk. And the amount of I have templates of like responses for people mm-hmm. just because they're like, hey, I, and you know, here's a welcome, like, here's a responses? welcome email yeah. of how this works in the app. It likes got things. No one reads that shit. Um, but I'll be like, they're like, hey, like when I swipe, then what? 
and like, <laughs> yeah. well, they got that's they that's a, something they like double opt in. Yeah, we we we've back. had like so many um, artists that come by here. They'll ask us questions, and we're like, did did you Google it? Yeah, like yeah. like they'll ask a question like, <laughs> right. so I made a song. Yeah, now what do I do? Exactly. It's like, is it recorded? It's like, yeah. It's like, is it mixed and mastered? Yeah. yeah. Like, did, so, did you look up what to do with the song after you make it so on Google? So that gets back to the whole, like, when the <laughs> NFT metaverse space. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm getting over just mobile app versus desktop. Uh, <laughs> one, one thing I'd actually probably recommend for that is on the desktop version of the website. Because, like, I know the reason is that if they're on the mobile version of the website and they click on it, it'll open up the yeah. app store. Is having that, um, what is it, the Apple icon uh, yeah. on a desktop version swap to something that will send them an email or, like, click on it and be mm. a lead capture. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then email them the download and say, hey, yeah, check yeah. this out on your it, on Yeah, because the, the two icons just say, you know, download. Yeah, because, like, if, if, yeah, that's, yeah. if that's the main thing, it's like, you know, literally having something that pops up that says this is – because, like, I don't, I don't even know yeah. why that button – always goes to the app store because mm-hmm. it, it, I'm pretty sure it's like a, like a, uh, iframe or something you get from iTunes or from Apple, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it just, you know, it'll go straight to either Google play or, or the app store. Yeah. Like you get it from them. I, I yeah. don't know why they never made a desktop equivalent because like there's almost like the number of like iMac apps versus iPhone apps, not even close. Yeah. And so like, it's weird that, uh, they didn't make a mobile version oh, yeah, for desktop. You. That'll be like, yeah. Hey, send us your email. And we'll email you a link. Like you can text someone, yeah. uh, uh an, an app, like you can just like yeah. share the app. Mm. So, you know, that might be a way yeah. around that. Cause, uh, I, I know that that's, I've seen people do that before in person and I'm just like, it, it says app right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. So, you know, explaining the metaverse to somebody that, yeah, might be. Yeah, it, it's happening. No, um, so we uh, we are still pre-revenue, just growing that network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking with the yeah. Hub, we get fifty cents per feedback we give on a record. Oh, cool. So if you have Who'd that be? Probably one of the interns. Mm-hmm. You can give them a discount on a subscription or something, maybe in the future. Or yeah. So they'll be the yes. Oh. Um, so you. No, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just talk so slow. <laughs> well, actually, be- before you answer that one, I was actually going to say when when, it, when um, Richard first told me about the pro version, the very first thing I thought of was um, it would make sense for pros to be able to turn it on and see only pros. Yep. And then when it comes to uh, non-pros, that they can see anybody, right? Yep. And at random, you might come across a pro. Mm-hmm. And the easy thing that I thought of was simply if you're a non-pro having a paid version that allows you to see all yeah. the pros only as opposed to like you hope you get to one by yeah, swiping yeah, yeah. right a thousand times. Yep. And that would be easy. Like, it, like that's something that if I'm a songwriter and I have to pay – you know, even even the the as close to like a Netflix account, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. qu- like a month like to have access to pros constantly, right? Right. the the only The only issue I see with that is in the very beginning, like let's say you only have 150 pros on there, right? And I've swiped through all of them, and they've all already declined me, yeah. and then I get better. Yeah. What happens next? Like, yeah, do yeah, I get yeah. to swipe through them again? Do they get to see me again? Like, that's like the only. Yeah. So, and, and I look at a lot of other kind of swiping apps and platforms out there that do that, and and. We we like I can refresh anybody if mm. they want to go through them again. Um, and, you know, like we what the dating apps have, I think if like you shake it, it brings back or, or something like, you you know, if you accidentally go back in and we'll do this. But like I have a link in there that just like, hey, if you ever need the, the profiles refresh, like we'll refresh them. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, look, Especially like, in the we're, beginning. we're trying to help songwriters, right? Yeah. Like, like, sure. Um, would me personally and also for the business like to be generating revenue 
But at this point, it's like we're I don't want to hamper our growth and yeah. our value for our songwriters by charging them for something when we're not at at our level of scale that we want to get to yet. For yeah, the I, think, and, I think Gary Vee even said like the longer you or, or no, it's not, I think this was like Seth Godin actually. Like the longer you wait to monetize your audience, the more value it'll yeah. be anyways yeah. because you're giving all this value up front for the longest time yeah. until eventually the platform's so valuable. If you're like. Hey, we would like to charge this for an additional yeah. feature. Un- unlike uh, Evernote, who took away one of my three <laughs> yeah. three notebooks, they're like, they're like, "Hey, I know we offered three for free forever, but yeah. now it's only two. That's why I don't use them anymore." And and where we see there being a big opportunity here is is the back end of that. Like I was saying before, but like for example, like one of the publishers in town was like, "Kevin, I'll just pay you for the most swiped on profiles in Nashville." Oh, I didn't think and, about and that. So that's like, such a cool idea. Just because like, well, that's kind of like the Tinder like hot pick thing, like the when you go to the top ten. Oh, they're, they're like a ride, like the, yeah, yeah, those like the stars. Yeah, those kinda, yeah, the yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's the hot pick? It's the, been years. It, man. Basically, it, if someone swiped a lot, then uh, then they when they come across your profile, they got like a blue star or something. Yeah. Basically, going, this is a hot pick because a lot of everybody swiped. On it, yeah. So, like, you could even do that on the app Literally as a front end thing. Point. Like, this person's been swiped on a lot, and yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. even help with social proof. Like, so I mean, that's so the the next phase is kind of this publisher portal for them to have some back end access to like the data part of it, but then mm-hmm. also you know what we see and we've heard a big challenge for them. Uh, is also the coordination of co-writes, like logistically with with their schedules, which we can see uh, getting a play in here. And there's there's actually a label in town that wants to um, white label what we're doing for their writers only. Oh, that's um, interesting. Because yeah, and so there's some some enterprise opportunities on that end too. Um, that so, we had kind of always thought about. That, that's interesting too, because you you could build it out where you never charge the user, and all your deals are basically yeah. like, "Hey, would you like your entire publishing yeah. branch to have access to the rest yeah. of your writers?" Right. And then we make you a special version of the app, or just like a login that locks all the users. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's always exactly. cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they got like thirty. Yeah, that, that is a cool idea because I, I, I like the idea. Like, I, 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 the freemium stuff is always really cool. Like, you know, yeah. I, I use Duolingo to learn a language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, but there's a way that you can always get everything on there. I don't like yeah. the pay to win. You know, because like yeah. then, because then you could just get somebody who doesn't have enough money. Like yeah. people joke about, uh, you know, like oh, I went to get food today and then Netflix took my, you know, dining plan. <laughs> right, like so. I, I don't like that someone might be in that situation. Yeah. So that would actually be a, a cooler al- or a better alternative sure. to have the businesses cover all <laughs> and, those expenses. And I think, you know, what I study a lot of is, is kind of like Peloton's gamification part of it within their community and how they reward, do rewards and those type of things where mm-hmm. it's like, that's why I love Duolingo. That the gamification yeah. is what gets me. Uh, because I think there's stuff that we can bring so much value to our community and then it all be kind of funded from our enterprise side of this. Mm -hmm. And, and for example, and this is so like kind of just a whiteboard, what if, right? Like, you know, if, if you've done a hundred rights with on our app, um, then we're going to give you like a a one-on-one session with the number one hit writer, right? Like, yeah, or, or like a workshop or like and things. Yeah, yeah, ju- yeah. It, because that's you know how do I get better how that, do that, I that was like one of the things well that's I how I like earlier. with Uber we were talking about rideshare earlier yeah so I do some rideshare they have the the tiers yeah. it's like you have your Uber Blue Gold yep. Platinum yeah. Diamond and XL after you do so many certain well that's like the size of the right, car right. Oh, but okay. <laughs> when you do so many rides 
Yeah. You start to get certain features. Sure. So like when you go from like blue to gold after like 600 points or rides, mm. you get access to features like, oh, now you see exactly where your ride's taking you or how far it's going. Oh. Then you get to like diamond where you get I didn't know that. certain, you get more rides at the airport. If you're going there, you can sync up. You yep. get easier rides to this. Then you yeah. go to like platinum or whatever it may yeah. be. Now you're getting like discounts or like insurance for certain things and stuff cool. like that. So it's like I, I get that. That, 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 was, that made yeah. me think of something. Uh, Tinder did something too. I don't know a while ago where they made this thing where uh, they would randomly show you uh, like a bunch. I, I don't even remember what it was called, but like there was a different page and it was a bunch of people like that were like circled in gold, and then you could get like one one free like or something like that. I don't know what it was about, but. Um, the thing that made me think of the, definitely the gamification is huge, like being able to level up, but you could even have it where after you've maybe, maybe after you've booked a certain number of writing sessions, you could turn on pro mode for a moment. And for like three minutes, yeah. you can swipe right on, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. on some pros. Like, yeah. Just little like games just that, like that. Make it like that. They do that oh, with sure. Tinder too. That's what I'm yeah. About, like the, super there's swipe. a pro mode in swipe. Tinder? So it's no, it's, it's like a swipe thing. mode. This is super swipe thing. Super swipe. That's what it's called. Where, yeah. Where you can basically, well, no, actually it's called Boost. There's Boost. Yeah. You get uh-huh. 30 minutes, you get 30 minutes, and they put you up at the top of people's, like, yeah. pitch in the area. That's the other, I didn't even think and about that And when you're swiping too. on people. And you pay for that. Yeah, you, you pay for the Boost. Got it. But it's yeah. like, you, you're getting more mm-hmm. access to more eyes on you and maybe more swipes for sure, people. For sure, for sure. That you makes know, sense. So I mean, there's those, but, but you those can even make it ways you can earn that. Like in Duolingo, if you keep um, taking the lessons, for example, and that's what I mean. Like you can't just make yeah. it like how many times you swipe right. It has yeah, to be yeah, something yeah. like how many sessions you book. <clears throat> right, right. Because if you're not working with anyone, why you know you can't really get rewarded for that. Yeah. But it could be like, hey, if you book, you know, one session a month, you get this. Mm-hmm. If you book four yeah. sessions a month, you get yeah. this. And like as that uh, elevates, you can make it where like, oh, yeah. you book four sessions mm-hmm. this month. You get one boost. Yeah, but also right? with like, that though, the Tinder thing, the, the super swipe actually, you know, that is cool too because the super swipe similar to the boost, where it's if you super like someone, actually, that's what it's called. You super, super like, like them. Yeah. It brings you to the forefront throughout all the people, other people that are liking them. But also, well, it does it like to that boost. person? Yeah, to that yeah, person. So, like, let's say you could you yeah. can get one super swipe a day, and mm-hmm. you can super swipe a pro, and then you you'll yeah. be the when yeah. they log in for the first time, you'll the be the first one, one they see. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But yeah, even with it. the super swipes and boost, you can pay for those. But if you get premium, you get like a few of those each month. Or How something much is like premium? That. I think uh, I have no idea. <laughs> with Tinder, I think that should it's kind of expensive, dude. I think it's like thirty bucks or something. It was, it was like enough that, that I never yeah, paid yeah, for. That's all I yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, a month. Yeah. I, Listen, I mean, love is expensive. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I look at their. Uh, I mean, their business models. The most incredible. expensive yeah. love is free uh, they're love. Wildly, <laughs> they're wildly profitable. So I'm trying to mirror that. Uh, obviously, there's not as many. But the love people, space but, and things like that, you know, people yeah, yeah. Are gonna pay that kind of money. Totally. Love. I mean, I I read somewhere. Um, because I was looking at like their operating expenses, super fun. Uh, but I think they pay like three hundred fifty grand a month in hosting fees. Oh, I'm, I like, wouldn't doubt I it. I, like, I've spoken with. Um, it's like, that's I, awesome. I, yeah, I, I spoke with. I spoke with a um, what's it called a developer on basically the the most expensive part about an app is actually the back end handling of how many users access the app. Yeah, like that's that's like hundreds more, hundreds I, of times more expensive I than call any it, of the uh, development of the app. I kind of equate it to like you know uh, a car. And like how much money I spend on maintaining a car, and mm. I feel like I'm buying new sets of tires like every three months. Yeah. Which like, thanks, Nashville. <laughs> well, it's like you know, just to keep it on the road so you don't crash and burn. You're like all those potholes, and it's like you, all these you know, 
unexpected things happen, uh, you know, throughout the life of the app. And you got to, I feel like the same feeling of when I buy tires for your car, you're like, this sucks because it's a lot of money that I don't want to spend on something that nobody can see. It's yeah. just for me to not die. And so there's a lot of that stuff within the back end of like, you need to upgrade this. And like, for example, like Apple all of a sudden made it like a requirement that you needed to have the Apple uh, being able to sign in with Apple. On oh, yeah. Bids, right? add, yep. And that, you know, that's not like free. You're also what? suddenly losing yeah. your free leads you could get before where like yeah. now it's basically, you know, you could reach out to them, but yeah. it's going through a filter. So, uh, that you they know, can and again, eliminate. I can't complain like our where we're sitting versus, you know, I got to be grateful the last two years, you know, we didn't have like a, a, a store or foot traffic where mm-hmm. like we had to close down. It was like, we're an app, right? So like there's cost everywhere in any business. Uh, but it is those things of like, yeah, running the app and people are like, how much? And it's like, dude, there's stuff that comes up like little bugs and those type of things all the time. And, yeah. you know, and that's where it's like having a good, you know, we, we have a team here in Nashville, uh, that we use and they're great, but it's one of those like, man, uh, when we first started this, I was going to have a buddy do it. And like, he had a full-time job and I was, yeah, developed yeah. the app. And I, it was like, dude, thank <laughs> God that it didn't work out with us because like when stuff happens in the middle of the night, like, what are you going to wake up and do yeah, it? Yeah. I was going like, to say like, that, that's know. the one thing with apps. Cause like I've, I've looked into app development like dozens of times for different projects and like every single time it's like, I want to do it with somebody. But um, it, it's basically like, yeah, if, if it's a singular person, they're your friend and something goes wrong, like, yeah, they're not going to wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, you really do need a team like yeah. handling that stuff. All right, we're going to take, take a break real quick. And we are back, guys. All right, so I, I was <laughs> yeah. just nerding out about business nerd stuff, and I was asking uh, Kevin here, essentially, what, what's, the, uh, what, what's the platform you use for actually planning out your roadmaps? Yeah, I mean, we use Trello just because it's super simple. And, yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of other op- other ones out there. Um, Shout out Notion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, everything's great Notion, about Notion. He loves Notion. I, like, uh, at my real old job probably 10 years ago, someone introduced me to Trello to, like, manage a team and do all this stuff. And I was just like, it's super easy. Yeah. You know, it's just a online digital whiteboard really mm-hmm. that you know you can just move it's just slide really the cards easy. yeah just slide slide the card. gets the job done it gets the job right you know gotcha. like uh and then you know i transcribe it when i'm doing investment pitches and meeting with people to make it look pretty but yeah and out of trello slide but, decks, um, business stuff. yeah yeah you know, slide <laughs> decks. i probably have a investment pitches actually i'm glad you brought that up yeah what are some kind of thoughts and things you're, you're thinking in your head when you're getting a pitch together man what's what? uh so I, like I was saying, man, I probably in Canva have a folder of maybe sixty to seventy different decks. Is it for uh, different wow. business different, like industries so you're going it's, after? It depends who we're talking to, right? Like, because wow. because for example, we talked to um, a couple of weeks ago. We had a conversation with a very successful businesswoman that knew literally nothing about music. And depending on, you know, their level of like, and try to do as much research as you can, just like in any sales conversation, you know, it's like, what do you know about them, their background? And one of the questions, if it's the first time I talked to him was like, you know, what do you know about the music space and songwriting? (laughs) And if it's nothing, 
then it's really hard to dive into like yeah. so like Wine's PROs, right? Yeah. Like you, you know what Changes ASCAP the whole is? Ass. I was like, say, you yeah, kind of got like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. a business person who's music illiterate all the way to like a yeah. publishing company and everything yeah. in between, like and who you so, have to work with. Exactly. And so like if a lot of conversations that we've had will be in kind of more the the healthcare finance side of things, just because they're interested in like branching out and mm-hmm. like so some of these kind of more family, you know, venture funds, they're like, hey, like we typically do healthcare. We heard this is kind of cool. We're interested, right? Like, so they typically will look at, you know, more on the financial side of things like projections. And, you know, they look at our spreadsheets that I've put together with some of my advisors and mentors. And, you know, they've mm-hmm. told me to my face, like when I first started doing it, they're like, yeah, man, uh, you're going to be out of money in eight months if you show anybody this, cause you're dead wrong. Um, and so like, it's been a lot of time just getting like, you know, monthly cash flow projections for the next five years and mm-hmm. you know, all those things that make sense, right? Like, it's not just how do you, where do you see this in five years? And if I'm saying like, oh, 100 million, like, <laughs> how did you get there? And you're like, I don't know. So, like, there's an actual flow and sequence to it all. Yeah. Um, so, that it kind of more lends to those conversations when it comes to people that may not be as familiar with mm-hmm. the music space, but are like, Hey, how big can this get kind of thing? And so you're, you're you basically project out to something like Tinder, uh, at a percentage. You know, yeah, something um, like that. So there, th- a couple of things. One is just kind of like, if we, you know, the pro, the pro features, if we at, at some point make those a subscription fee, if it's like on the publishing mm-hmm. side of stuff, uh, enterprise side, like what is all of those things typically go for in this space? Uh, yeah. just took a lot of research and just kind of like mirroring what other companies have been doing. Uh, but you know, in the, in the music space, a lot of it is, um, really on, okay. It may look very simple and you don't, you understand music. It's, it's on the front end, super simple connect songwriters, but mm-hmm. on the back end, since you understand music, let's walk through where that can go of like, you know, the, the features are really nice for yeah. the, you know, splits and, and calendar mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But in the back end, when you get into the enterprise part of like, man, at scale, say there's 500,000 songwriters across the world, how many songs are being created and when the opportunities yeah. that come from that song and then the catalog and then the publishing. And blah, blah. so like, it kind of has that flow. People go, Oh, I see now it starts here and can end here. But if they don't understand the music space, it's kind of yeah. hard to talk through all of that and just saying, look, like we're simplifying the way that people connect to write music. And, that, and yeah, I was going to say, like, what, like, basically the way you could even price it out, like what it could eventually be worth is figuring out, like, how many people work in the music industry compared to all the people. And like sure. that percentage of Tinder is just the pro version of yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah. not including any of the enterprise stuff. Exactly. And then when you get to the enterprise stuff, it's like looking at any B2, uh, B2B app that works in the music industry mm-hmm. figuring out what their cap is and basically the the mid to low range there yep. uh is you know roughly where you can shoot for yeah, it's like yeah. there, there's a lot of opportunities totally i mean you we break it down into you know kind of the um the front end features part like you were saying but like on the the back end there's on the notes at the bottom of all this is like you know 
publishing is not even projected in this because you don't even we don't even know what the market yeah. even looks like for that. <laughs> but like, you know, if we said, hey, if we, you know, there could be some some uh, demo production stuff that, you know, hey, if you got a song, you need it oh. on a demo. Yeah, you could you could even and like thumbtack. Yeah, like, so many like dude. A, you yeah. Could yeah. A, yeah, you could be a um, the connection between like uh, a recording studio yes. and the and the writer because they can go, hey, I'm looking for a studio yep. that's near me, and yep. and just that lead, you can basically yeah. sell that to studios. 100%. Like thumbtack. That's like, like the, that's yeah. a, the all point systems with like certain banks, like yeah, nearest banks and stuff or deposits or whatever. Yeah. That's a that's insane. Because yeah. because it, it the nice part is the location piece, yeah. right? So yeah. starting with that of just like where are they and put them in a room and then everything can kind of you, build you, off. You of can that. even eventually get into like admin publishing down the line of like handling their yes. publishing, not just like working with publishing companies, yeah. but being the administrative uh, publishing yeah. branch. Yeah, like that's there's uh, so much to do with that. It's so crazy. much, uh, yeah. and and you know we we have a long way to go with it, but uh, that's kind of where, um, where we see just kind of it for the songwriter going. Man, like I have a place I can go that mm-hmm. I know wherever I'm at, they're gonna help me get to whatever that next stage is, yeah. right? Like yeah. just the next step. Like I and and we want to make it very clear. Um, not to overpromise and be like, join our app and you're going to be successful. You'll like, be the next Justin Bieber. Like, well, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I get that. You I know, mean, I, that's to the individual. You, there has to yeah. be some kind of drive to it and stuff, yeah. but it's a good tool to yeah, use I, to get to you know, like, yeah. Shit, yeah. I wanted to be a, yeah. a, a baseball player growing up, and then I saw everybody played baseball, and I was like, I'm not that good. <laughs> uh, you know, and you, know, you get to Nashville, and, like, everybody's great. You know, like, and, and I kind of look at it as everybody is the best from wherever they came from, pretty much. Yeah. And, yeah, your heroes from your hometown. Like, I was the home run king. Yeah, from my, yeah from man. My I think it's like and rich dad, like, poor dad, though. Yeah. When for, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki's like, yo, man, you can either be like, oh, I can't do that. You ask yourself, how can yeah, I yeah. do that? So for I sure. think, you know, it's just a perspective thing. Absolutely. Yeah, this this is just like one of those yeah. hows, like a tool they can use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I, it's it's... You know, because there's been so many people that have offered like, hey, uh, I'm going to sell my courses to your users and affiliate stuff. And, you know, I've got like, but then I look at what they're selling and it's like, Mm -hmm. here are five hooks to get you on the radio. And I'm like, that ain't happening. It's like that should be a YouTube video for free at (laughs) best. And (laughs) and I was like, no, because I think that's just kind of selling this it's yeah, great to learn stuff, but like I'm not going to be selling stuff that's not real. Yeah, I mean, not that that's not like, real. Like you know the, what I'm the, saying? Like like I bet there's opportunities mm-hmm. like that that are worth the connection, but like that, it, like you know, it's they're going to be very few and far between. Yeah. And especially if people start reaching out to you, that's when it sucks because now the filter is in reverse. Like you have to go through it, as yeah, opposed to going out and finding yeah. it. In the yeah, and I think you know, I think there's a space for for coaches and education and, and mm-hmm. working with writers that, but I don't want it to be that, you know, Hey, for 240 yeah. bucks. I was going to say like, honestly, course. like in, in the no, beginning, man. like getting rid of so online, of I, I wouldn't even like work on online courses at first. I'd probably yeah. work with like individuals, like voice coaches, like that. That's something that like totally. you're either good or you're not. You can look up the reviews online and if, if they're not good, like yeah. they're not on the platform. So yeah. And I, and I almost want to re- reverse engineer that whole thing and just make it be like, Hey, we're, we'll pay the coaches to come help our users in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. 
You, you could even start with that too, and, and then in the future, like basically work yeah. work backwards and like build that out and yeah. have it be like, okay, well now if you want to have this on a continual basis, because yeah. you you could do it where. Um, kind of like you mentioned the summits before, yeah, yeah. Like, have, have, like there's like a yearly biannual sure. whatever thing that people do. You could have it where like, hey, we're doing the first event right for we should write sometime, yeah. and then have it be uh, with a vocal coach yeah. and then, you know goes through some lessons, yeah. things like that. And, and that's the stuff I think we can be uh, really scalable with it. Yeah, um, you know, I, it, we're just need a big. A big old team, man. Yeah, I, I mean, say, you, you, certain songwriters, well, I'll bouncing off your point, like arrangement and stuff, too. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of singers, they don't understand arrangement. Like yeah, your yeah. verses, pre-choruses, like your bridges and things like that, rhyme schemes. Yeah. Access to certain songwriters or teachers just in that aspect, too, where they can actually learn how to structure a song mm-hmm. and things like that. Just kind of bouncing off what you're saying with, like, yeah, coaches. I, you, you know, and I, you guys in this space is, is always fun to talk about this stuff. I mean, I... I've had people reach out and be like, hey, you got five minutes. I just got a quick question. I always think it's about the app, but it's like, hey, man, so, like, I've got these lyrics, and they're (laughs) really good. Trust me, my mom told me. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Uh, They're like, what do I do with them? And I go, well, if there was only an app that could put music to that when you find somebody that does melody uh, with a simple swipe, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, yeah, I get it, I get it. But, like... But, like, how do I get these lyrics in front of, uh, like, Dolly Parton? I'm like, <laughs> well, you don't. Uh, you know. And so, like, it, I think there's just a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Of just how to give that feedback in a way at scale that you're like, <laughs> man, it's not as Have you guys uh, thought about, like, creating, like, a simple ebook with that stuff that you could even use as, yeah. like, a, like, a marketing tool um, to, like, bring people That's in? a good thought, actually. Because like even simple stuff like like the uh, the rhyme schemes things like that yeah, like yeah. eight a, a, what is it ABA I mean there's all kinds like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know all that yeah. like even just like the basics of that like yeah. I, I've got a like a electric guitar book that's like 28 pages <laughs> and it's super valuable it, yeah, it, yeah. it gave a really basic structure on how to practice guitar mm. like you know five minute warm up five yeah. minute scales five minute chords twenty minutes practicing a yeah, song yeah. you like and then move on like it, I'm glad you brought that up because like I think one of the things that I've said no to people that have reached out and like, Hey, I, you know, on the affiliate side thing. Um, and not that their courses aren't valuable and would provide it. I think it's, I want to make sure that we're giving the experience to the users that meet them where they are in the songwriting process. Like if you get, if I, if that showed up in front of a pro, yeah, and it's they're like, like what? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not showing. I how wrote to get, that. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, so like, how do you make sure that the information and things that are getting with whether it's within the platform or emailed or whatever, yeah, is to the right people in the yeah. right. Spot, that's what i mean you know, like instead like of like putting that yeah yeah necessarily on the platform but yeah, more yeah, yeah. more like putting that online like that that'd be something i would run an ad to just to capture emails yeah. and then go hey do you know we got an app yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but it's something that's yeah. valuable regardless it'll let you capture emails beyond apple giving that you know mm. how they have the yeah, apple yeah, yeah, login yeah. like <laughs> now you can actually still capture their email which that's you know would be pretty valuable it's good man yeah, I was I was going to ask. Uh, you said that. Did you say you have funding coming in? You have a, uh, so we we raised uh, kind of a smaller angel round uh, a year and a half ago, and now so what we were trying to make sure was let's get the pro tier built was the goal. Yeah, and then kind of see where we're at, uh, and then raise kind of like our full seed round. So um, you know, looking for one and a half uh, to two. Like it's we got to build the team out start doing you know obviously grow the user base with marketing and uh 
developed the app a ton. And yeah, I was going to ask on the on the marketing side, have you considered doing like sponsorship deals with uh, like, like um, instead of like spending it on ad spend, like putting it towards like uh, uh, what's that? The musicians' corner, like the summer the summer so, events at the Centennial Park. Yeah, so we did last year. We did the QS Songwriter Festival. We sponsored nice. that, which was great um, because that was like the first day that like this pro tier was was available right um and so you know it went out went down there and like just handed out these bright orange fanny packs with koozies (laughs) and stuff in it which was perfect for key west because like everyone's wearing a bathing suit and a you know tank top and they're like this is great so um (laughs) but that's a big part of you know when we get this funding is all that type of stuff because it's you know it's a pretty niche market right like so getting in front of all of them i don't think it's going to be a super big challenge, but then it's the draw of it, what's the value that the app it's can It's koozies. That's what it is. Everybody koozies, yeah, too. I love koozies. Loves. Yeah, it's perfect. You open it up, there's a koozie and a sticker and a thing. And But, uh, but yeah, the marketing part, um, I definitely will need to make sure uh, we bring it. Like, I have some people that I have in mind that come in and kind of help do that, but... Uh, well, the, we the other reason I was curious about the sponsorships too is because like you could potentially like go to Belmont and actually yeah. talk to them about like, hey, I'd love to maybe do a talk to your you know yeah. kids or whatever, and then I'd be able to you know almost give them a pitch at the end of checking out the free app, and it's yeah. it's valuable to them because totally is. there's a bunch of people that are just songwriters there, and they're like they're shy introverted people that don't know how to talk to their friends yeah. and be like, Hey, you want to write a song? Um, Instead, It's like, Hey, why don't you just join this free that app? That is good for the Belmont kids. Man, Cause a lot of the interns, they don't really know necessarily what's going on in the city itself. Right. Yeah. They're just at the campus all the time. So, yeah, and that, that's, yeah. yeah. That's also a good point is it can yeah. take them mm-hmm. off campus yeah. to the people that like the whole reason you go to, to Belmont is networking, right? right it's right. not always the classes that you're getting value from, but the other part is you're in Nashville songwriter capital yeah. of the world, right? Like that's where you want to be. And if you're, always yeah. in your dorm room you're only writing with belmont yeah, students not, like um, yeah. you're not gonna find anybody. yeah so, like two things on that uh so one like right before the lockdown and all that like they had us come and do a little workshop thing nice. with them yeah, which was awesome. good um so you're right on the money with that and the other part is where we see kind of more on that white label piece of it is like like ascap like bmi but also universities uh, like Berkeley School of Music and, yeah. and Belmont having the like a code of just hey I only want to see Belmont students mm-hmm. um, and being able to do it and that that's way. something like the universities have stupid amounts of money too yeah. you could you could get them that they you know they pay to get their own login system yeah, yeah, yeah. each student with their dot what is it pop dot Belmont dot edu or whatever <laughs> and what's like, crazy is like while I, we were launching this and until I did it full time, like I was selling tech platforms to colleges and universities. And so like, <laughs> like just, it's crazy. The this. story that, you know, led me to this. Cause like, I like selling to colleges and universities. I mean, they, uh, they don't move quickly at all, but I, you yeah. know, but I feel like I'm used to that kind of selling by committee type of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, what about this and bringing this person and bringing that. But, uh, going into it, having that understanding, but being able to know like who does what at the university, I think is will be yeah. a big play for it. Because I mean, there's schools of music and most colleges, um, but uh, yeah, I think there's a, a couple. Berkeley is gonna, a huge one, yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, definitely uh, Berkeley, Belmont. Berkeley, those yeah. those two alone, like mm-hmm. you you would you would get a lot of traction yep. working through them. 
And I think like Full Sail too. I know there's like yeah. producers and stuff, like artists mm-hmm. there as well, songwriters, like schools like that, yeah. just focused around those niches, man. Absolutely. I didn't even think about that. Like trade yeah. schools could be a cool yeah, way to yeah, target yeah. that because they might be a little more quick to move with their money where like universities yeah. got a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like honestly, if you're going to go after someone like Belmont, the better thing would maybe instead of like trying to get funding and build it and then go to Belmont, yeah, maybe yeah, go yeah. to Belmont and say, you got any alumni that want to fund yeah, yeah, and yeah. then partner Actually, with us? Actually, more I yeah. think on it, I know it's like a songwriting app, but I think it's good for like producers too. Yeah. And, and so, uh, there's a couple platforms out there that kind of do on the producer mm-hmm. side. Um, that and, and we, we see us going into that space yeah. at oh. some point, you know, Bumble, um, the, the the dating app Bumble, yeah, Bubbles, the, the, Bubbles. Yeah. Bub- yeah, Bubbles, yeah, Bubbles. It just made me think of it. They have they added a feature uh, several years ago where it's not just the dating one. There's then Biz, BFF friends, and then there's and, Biz. Yeah, you Biz. can even make yeah, it with yeah. songwriters, producers, and yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, yeah, that'd be so cool. Bumble, we're you know you can just acquire us. It's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> just it's another space. Uh, Maybe they'll sponsor you. Yeah, yeah. what's up? Um, they got cash for sure. Because yeah, you're talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah, like sync earlier and stuff like that. Yeah, so many yeah. producers are looking for like songwriters to do top lines and yeah. stuff over like <laughs> tracks. Um, and I think that's where, and I love the feedback because I I think it's one of those where, uh, how to integrate that maybe in a different sense. Yeah, of like, yeah, of, different of, sector of it maybe. Yeah, look, yeah. Look, that simple. That simple switching between. So like, if if I log in as a producer, I can only match with songwriters. Kind of like literally like how they have the you know the male female on on Tinder and Bumble, and then mm-hmm. you literally just say, okay, in biz mode, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want producers, I just want songwriters, yeah, yeah. and that's all it would be. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, a spot for it for sure. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Because yeah, that's man. where like because we know a ton of producers. Yeah. That's why I, that's yeah, probably yeah, why yeah. he's thinking of that. Yeah. And I think it'd be easy just to to, to facilitate that in a way that yeah. just is... And, and that's better than the genre easy. one, too. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier, like, yeah, people yeah. might say they want genre, but really that's not the best thing. But having access to a producer yeah. and a songwriter, that's a, an incredible combo. You so. got the whole vibe right there, man. Know, that's, man. The whole, that's the whole that's all, session so, right yeah, there, dude. <laughs> and, and part of the next round of features is, like, kind of pulling in, a th- like, a third, fourth, or fifth. Yeah. That so like if you do connect like man we need we need that track guy or producer or whatever, you know being able to just I got him I know who I know who it is we're bringing him in, um you know and still like yeah. keeping it. The other thing too like on the safety side right like it's it's you know if if some female doesn't want to give out their number to somebody and we've heard this happen before of just like people kind of like stalking a little yeah. bit you're like. Man, this is a good buffer. Like, yeah. I, I'm not giving you my information. Like, just here you go. I, I was just thinking about that when it comes to like location meetings. Um, what, what is it? The N NS NSAI, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if the, do they have like locations where they do song. Like, I know they do songwriter yeah. rounds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we like so we have like one little co-writing space, and you guys should come check it out. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right on Ed Chill. It's the, the, the creative vets, so right off Twelfth. Oh, it's okay. Creative that's okay. Yeah, I was just walking yeah, yeah. past that the other day. I'm like, wait, that's creative vets. Yeah, come check it out. <laughs> yeah. So like in the back, there's like a, co- a co-writing space, and you got logic and all that good stuff. It's not as cool as this room, but uh, <laughs> it's good, Richard. It's a room. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a good spot. But like, it, it was really interesting before the whole um, like WeWork stuff happened. Yeah, we were meeting with them as like potentially being able to do kind like of a like partnership deal with them. Yeah, wherever they're just well, that's what I was thinking cities. of. There was a there was a place in uh, upstate New York called uh, 
I think it's like Troy Innovation mm-hmm. Garage or something like that. And the whole idea is, yeah, it's like a co-working space, but this one's meant for you know yeah. entrepreneurs who are trying to build startups. Yeah. And like other co-working spaces, just like a space like freelance yeah, yeah, or yeah. anybody can go there. Yeah. Yeah. But having one for just songwriters yeah, yeah. would be incredible. I know Logan that does home, who he's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, home? Yeah. Home, yep. Home's yeah, great. Nice, yeah. But I mean, we see that, you know, as we grow and expand, like kind of getting a kind of what the work, the, the workshop used to be on Music Row. His name was Austin. He's an awesome dude, too. Uh, ran that, but it was basically just a house on Music Row. It was just co writing rooms. Um, and kind of cool. ran it like a gym membership, you know, like but yeah. you just go in and log, hey, I want it Thursday at cool. four or whatever. Um, but we see that happening. It's just, you know, it's one of those like, um, uh, down the road type things. Yeah. I feel like, uh, the reason why I was mentioning the NSAI too, Mm -hmm. is, uh, I know I, I spoke with them about potentially doing writer rounds yeah, and yeah, yeah. it is possible because like you know they're non-profit right yeah yeah i've yeah. been there they have rooms and stuff well, there for writing and whatnot but, but like doing some partnership deal with them mm-hmm. where like they help uh help expand that right, right? that might yeah. be something that it, it, it's one of those things where you can broadcast just the writer's rounds yeah, without yeah, yeah. the app like you, know, yeah. you have your logo on there and stuff mm-hmm. but the whole idea is just getting people in that room and going by the way I'm sh- I'm glad you guys like each other. You should yeah. sign up for this app, and yeah, then you can yeah. find other people like you. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. it's like those the guerrilla marketing stuff. For sure. Like, you know, that's that's the stuff for that's sure. fun when you're first starting up. Absolutely, this Everywhere. is great, man. <laughs> so, so I I got a w- one last question for you, yeah. which is, um, so you know where you are now. You know where you started. Where do you see the app going in like let's say five, maybe ten years? Like when, it, like wh- whenever you think that it's like at its peak yeah, of yeah. awesomeness right like where, what do you see it uh, looking like what i see happening obviously as we expand into more countries like what i want to get at, like it's one of those oh you're so cliche kevin uh but like i want to hear new genres of music and like just because you know you've got this global community now that's mm-hmm. able to get on here and start writing together and you're like man what is music going to sound like in five years potentially and like you listen to what was on the radio four years ago versus what's now and you're like what but like what that possibly could be is like i want to hear somebody go hey like i would have never made it mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this app and i would have never been able to yeah. find so and so and create this music and it be successful if it wasn't for this like that's kind of that like you know touchy feely type stuff mm-hmm. but I, in general in seriousness just going man like what is this new music and like think about k-pop and like yeah. all those things that are happening over there and being able to connect those things and just like what is what is happening and it's awesome i mean that's what i see from like the music side of it yeah. like the the business side you know i envision you know a very large company doing very well and mm-hmm. and being profitable in three years um you know, it's going to take some time, but uh, we've got to raise that money and, you know, half a million users, which isn't an insane amount. But I think that's enough just to uh, just given what we're what we're yeah. shooting to do. Like, well, I think you guys are doing the right thing, man, as far as being in the age of information and just where, you know, information is valuable and it's just accessible to our yeah. fingertips. An app like this, I think, will play a crucial part Thanks, in something man. like this coming up in the next it. decade, man. Especially with the... Uh, I talk about that as far as Nashville, too. Like, yeah. the breaking down of walls and just people coming together and experimenting yeah. with different kind of genres and things. And yeah. I think musically right now, 
is the time where you can be more creative than ever. For sure. I mean, there are so many different websites and things you can go oh to, gosh. download different sample packs and things, it's mix crazy. and mesh sounds, splice, grab some yeah. Afro beat drums, yeah. and mix it with country licks and things yeah, like that, nice, man. man. So, like, it'd be cool. I see it, yeah, dude, globally, man, yeah. yeah. It's something that'll bring people together, man. It's yeah. like the app Absolutely. almost plays a humanitarian type Absolutely. of cause, man. So and it's, it's not for songwriters to date each other, and if it happens, it's great, but I've had that question. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, so is this for, like, songwriters to date each other? I was like, no, I mean, it... I guess yeah. they could. Yeah, it's like instead of Bumble, it works it's, out it, that way. Instead of uh, <laughs> Tinder, it's the Bumble yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I like, Bumble like, I mean, they're like, I don't think we need a new dating app. And I was like, well, this isn't it. But uh, I appreciate maybe that. maybe maybe in the future that'll be one of the, the extra spots. perk like, or something. You know, I, want, yeah. I, want, I want writers. I want producers. I want to see the, yeah. the, the single ladies. That's yeah. right. Single status. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> relationship status for uh, the singers. But yeah, man, this is. Congrats to you guys. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, this yeah, really yeah cool this has been incredible so, uh, learning more about this. Yeah, man, I, uh, I appreciate you having me. Oh, dude, thanks for coming through, it's man. Great. You know, awesome. We just, yeah, we love to connect with the community, man, yeah. and see what's going on. Glad you came through. This is actually a very good episode. This season, we've been trying to focus on getting a little bit more educational, man, yeah. getting more reps, executives, and things on, man, to it's great. really just shed a light. Same, same way, you know, yeah. different aspects. Shed a light of what's going on in the community, help artists and people yeah. who watch this, man, and give them some sense of like security or in themselves sure. or like there's some knowledge out here where they can advance to the next Absolutely. level man so yeah dude totally. cool well thanks a lot yeah nice. it's great all right guys this is dude superb man <laughs> this is dylan <laughs> dylan man mccarty kevin mccarty can i call you up? mccarty man yeah, i course. like that mccarty dude that's yeah, cool please. man got mccarty up in here dude up, man? man we gotta have him back again eventually. yeah yeah we will hey guys we'll catch y'all on next week's episode man peace